Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Wednesday, January twentieth, twenty twenty-one. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Matt Baxendale. All right, let's get into the Buckeyes that are staying and going. Backs, Haskell Garrett is back. Maya culpa. Last week on the show, exactly a week ago, you said there was a chance Haskell Garrett would stay, and I said, "Come on, this is a guy that's like first team All American, got shot in the face." He's a senior. It's not even like he's a junior. He's a senior. Yeah, he could come back. Why would he come back? Thank God I was wrong on that. And thank goodness that you were right. I don't, well, I shouldn't even say you were right. Not like you were predicting it. I don't give you too much credit, but you said there was a possibility. I'm just thrilled Haskell Garrett's coming back. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> oh, man, I did not expect this. I cannot claim credit for this whatsoever. There was not a scoop from me on that. Good Lord. But I am thrilled that's how it's happening. Uh, you never would have expected this from Haskell Garrett coming back. After the year he had, and like you said, a first-team All-American at defensive tackle, I figured the Samoan connection was going to leave town together, and it looks like they're not. So uh, this is huge for next year. And honestly, it tells you a lot about the culture that's continued under Ryan Day at Ohio State when you have Garrett and all these other guys coming back for another year that – that they're, that they're passing up on the NFL. Let's face it, Garrett would have been probably, at worst, a third-rounder, is my opinion, this year. At worst. Uh, if he had tested well, it might have even been higher. And I, I, I know that Tommy Togi going pro is going to be – he's going to break the bench press record in all likelihood and move himself way up in the draft. But, like, you had Garrett, who was a high draft pick, and now he's staying. And then after that, we've got a lot of other guys who are staying, too, that, frankly, would have been higher draft picks and. It's going to do a lot for Ohio State next year. Days like this are what won Alabama national championship this year, a year ago, where Devontae Smith and all those other guys came back. Yeah, I was going to ask you, did anybody in particular, I'm guessing it's Olave, but did anybody in particular surprise you either way? Um, Olave was a shock to me. I was pretty surprised Thayer Munford stayed too, to be honest. I think uh, if you looked at what Ohio State had coming back at, at, the, at left tackle with you know, Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones, uh, Thanos himself. You know, I don't think OSU would have been too concerned about depth. That was one of those ones where it seemed like the natural attrition was for him to move on. And there was a lot of talk about him being a second, third round pick or whatever. I don't think he gave up a single sack this year. So I don't know how much higher his stock could get. So him coming back was a bit of a surprise. Um, Olave was a shocker to me. And I think we need to talk about Olave. Because Olave would not be coming back if he thought the quarterbacks behind him weren't going to step in and play immediately at an extraordinarily high level. Like I'm thrilled to have CO2 back, but like Dave, the first thing I thought the moment I saw the Olave news was okay. He thinks at least one of these quarterbacks is a dude 
like a straight up dude, which means mm-hmm. we're in good shape for next year. This isn't, hey, we got to replace a top five pick in the NFL draft, a quarterback, crap sort of year. It means Chris Olave, whose entire NFL potential is based upon one of these guys being able to get him the ball frequently, thinks that they're capable of doing it. That says volumes to me, more than anything else right there. Yeah, I didn't see that coming a mile away that Olave would come back. I'm thrilled. I am thrilled. Even if you're going to say, well, you know, and it is. It's another great year for wide receiver talent in the NFL draft. I don't think it's as good as last year because last year was off the charts. But it's still really, really good. But if you're going to say, well, you would have been a second-round pick. Like, this is not 20 years ago where it was like you have to be a first-round pick or you're probably not going to go. Like, now it's like if dudes are really good and they feel like they're going to be no worse than a third-round pick, a lot of times they're going to bolt. And he's had concussion issues. I'm just – I'm thrilled that Chris Olave is coming back. All right, let's get into some of the other D tackles. We already talked about Haskell Garrett. So Antoine Jackson's coming back for a sixth year, not a sixth year at Ohio State, but a sixth year altogether, including Auburn Community College, Ohio State. So Antoine Jackson's coming back. Tommy Togiai not coming back. That's the one disappointment. I shouldn't even call it a disappointment. I'm really happy for Big Tom. I've I've been touting him maybe more than anybody. I've always said like he he's underrated, and now I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't have like been talking him up so much. No, I'm kidding. But I'm really happy for Big Tom. I would have loved to see him come back, but um, he's probably doing the right thing. He's a guy that uh, uh, is probably going to be drafted very high. Your thoughts on Antoine Jackson coming back and Big Tom leaving? So, like, obviously you want it to be the other way around, but I think people are underselling Antoine Jackson. (laughs) Right. Like, like, not to throw shade at the guy, but that's how everybody here is sitting there listening, thinking it. We can say it out loud, right? Of course we would have preferred it to be Togiai, right? But I think a guy like Antoine Jackson, who at one point in time was an extraordinarily high recruit, who has shown flashes of potential, he's one of those dudes you could see have that jump with that extra year, right? Because let's be real. D-tackle is a grown-ass man position. And when you're in your sixth year, you're a grown-ass man, right? So having him as a guy in there with Teron Vinson, with Haskell Garrett, with Jerron Cage, you know, that's that's a formidable D-tackle rotation. And I know Jackson wasn't a game-breaker, and he's kind of been like sort of edge of third-string guy for the two years he's been here. But you're going to need that depth, man. Like, that's a, that's a critical position. So, like, I am not going to throw shade at, at getting a guy like that back. Like, what would you rather have? especially in the year where we're not worried about roster limitations because of COVID, right? Like I'd rather have a 60 year senior defensive tackle who was a five-star recruit at one point uh, versus the kid who's an 18 year old five-star recruit and hoping he gets plugged in. Like Jackson's experience is going to matter. OSU's experience level as a team next year is going to matter. And by the way, if we're on the D tackle front and we're talking about the D line, getting Tyreek Smith back, which not a surprise is still a really big deal. Huge. That's that's a guy next year who I could see blossoming into a first rounder. Huge. And if we get Clemson Tyreek all year, look the F out, Big Ten and country, because, oh, boy, that guy got really good as the year went on. I love that you brought that up. I mean, absolutely huge that he came back. And he's one of those guys where if he would have left, Buckeye fans would be like, what's he doing? And then, like, they would have looked up a few years. Maybe not as a rookie, but a few years later, Tyreek Smith would have been a guy doing damage in the NFL. I agree. It's huge that he's coming back. Tyreek Smith coming back. Zach Harrison hopefully will step up and actualize his potential. Uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste, Tyler Friday. 
you know, uh, let's just uh, let's keep it going. Jack Sawyer coming in as a true freshman. Yeah, as you say, you're forgetting a certain important one there from Ohio. <laughs> oh, I'll never, I'll never forget my local Ohio boys. Trust me, trust me. I'm yes, even thinking, I'm even thinking of, I'm even thinking of Gabe Powers the 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 next year. I love when there's these these big local Ohio, like Central Ohio boys. Um, I'm, I, I am, I, I am, I am not. Uh, I'm not shy about uh, my bias. Yeah, Reed Carico. He's not a Central Ohio boy, but as as Jay Book likes to call him, he's a river rat. No, uh, he's a South down Central. there, down there in Ironton. Yeah, South. Yeah, South yeah, Southern. Yeah, oh, yeah, Southern Ohio boy down as Jay Book likes to say, a river rat. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Jay Book is from Portsmouth, so he's allowed to say that. But uh, I, I can say river rat. I lived in Wheeling. Okay, so it's the same thing. Okay, good. Good, good. Yeah, I you're, lived, you're in safe company here. Okay. I, I lived in Beaver Creek. I don't know if that counts. I don't think that's quite a river at uh, a suburb of Dayton is not quite uh, the Ohio River. But it's a family hey, program, so I'm biting my tongue on beaver jokes. <laughs> yeah, Reed Carrico, by the way, I mean, that, that, not to get off topic. Actually, to get off topic, um, yeah, he, 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 uh, he's like, he's got a little cats and moyer in him. You know, and I know high, high praise, hello, but Reed Carrico's got some cats and more in him and i could not give a young linebacker any more praise than that especially an ohio linebacker going to ohio state all right let's switch gears speaking of the defense though there's a lot of smoke greg madison could be retiring no disrespect to madison i think this is actually a good thing for ohio state if it happens i feel like they need another set of eyes backs to go along with Kerry combs greg madison great guy great coach but if they can bring in like a young co-defensive coordinator to match with Kerry Combs, sign me up for that. Again, for the listeners out there, this is not a done deal or anything. Greg Madison has not announced he's retiring, but there's a lot of smoke that he will. I will give a shout out to Letterman Rowe. They were the first to report that Greg Madison could be considering a retirement. Austin Ward is the first to report that. If that happens, I actually think it's a good development for Ohio State. What do you make of that, Bax? Well, first of all, we here at Bucknuts like to credit whoever gets the report first because there's been literally hundreds of times where we had the first report and ESPN or somebody else runs with it and pretends that it, it, from a Buckeye fan site. Like, get the hell out of here. Come on. So, yeah, credit whoever reports it first. Anyways, tangent done. So here's the deal with Madison. I'm not going to throw any shade at the dude. He comes to OSU and he takes two straight defenses to the playoffs. But you remember when Luke was struggling back in 2013? in a situation exactly like this as the defensive coordinator, where you knew the dude had the front seven down. He was a front seven guy, but he had a lot of trouble calling their correct pass schemes. And the, the fickle withers connection just wasn't coming together. So what did urban do at the time? He went out and he got a really bright mind to parallel fickle sort of as the yin to his yang in terms of defensive strengths. And they went together nicely with Chris Ash and Luke fickle as co-coordinators together. Right. And what did Ohio state do? They went out and won a championship. So I think a yin-yang situation to help carry Combs, like you said, a younger guy, guy who's maybe a little more versed in scheme, because let's face it, Combs has always been a position coach. And every single person who at this time last year went, well, he hasn't really been a D coordinator. Like, how do we feel about this? Some of your concerns were very well validated this year. 122nd in the country, if we're being blunt, is beyond unacceptable. So something has to change on that front. So bringing in somebody with a good mind to be able to schematically help the secondary not sit back and look tentative and attack the football and help carry figure this stuff out in terms of his own personal growth as a coach is the best thing forward for Ohio state. Again, Greg Madison did yeoman's work here. He was on the discard pile up in Michigan who 
you know, their, their hiring practices are hilarious. It's like Jim Harbaugh meets you at like a, like, like an orange Julius and hires you like Josh Gaddis, or like, you know, he calls his brother and begs him for his worst coach just to help his defense, like their new coordinator, like, okay, sure. Whatever. Like Madison's a guy who's done this for years and he did a great job at OSU, but you know, he's 71 or two at this point too. And there's a certain point in time where to quote uh, the newly promoted Anthony Schlegel, uh, you got to have the juice and, you know, Madison, shout out to, by, by the way, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but thank, thank goodness for saying that. Shout out to Schlegs. Shout out to Schlegs. Very happy for him. Congrats. I, Go ahead. I'm I, sorry. I, I just really hope Shad Khan doesn't move the Jags to London and make them the Jaguars. <laughs> Urban and Schlegs in London would be the greatest reality show ever. <laughs> <laughs> Those two in Stamp are just walking around confused at all the food and not understanding what people are saying. Sign me up. Like, babe, this is gold. Where's the Big Ten Network when we need it? I'm sorry I interrupted you, but <laughs> you're cracking me up. Finish your thought there. I'm sorry I interrupted you with the schlegs. Uh, I don't Oh, so Madison, yeah, he's just, you know, you're 72. It's, it's tough to keep up with it sometimes. That's all I had. It's more fun talking about Schlegel walking around London confused to people. Oh, God. Some, so, oh, my run, God. Somebody runs on the field and Schlegel goes out there and decapitates them. All right, we are going to finish the show making fun of Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt out. Man, how did Greg Schiano have done there? But regardless, Tennessee, they're getting hammered. Jeremy Pruitt out. They're basically their entire staff's out. Recruiting violations. Philip Fulmer retiring. What a mess. Yeah, I really feel like that's a great program for Greg Schiano. You know, I feel like he fits all the boxes you need to really have a coach to turn a program around like that and not get into any, you know, NCAA violations. You know, and Greg Schiano is best known for one thing that Tennessee really is struggling right now, which is coaches that don't put money in McDonald's bags. <laughs> so, yeah, this couldn't happen to a better fan base. And really the only part about this that doesn't have me beyond gleeful is it should have come side by side with the fact that the recruits they were giving money to in the McDonald's bags went to Georgia. So either they liked money in Chick-fil-A bags or they were getting more money in their Chick-fil-A bags. Like, like let, let's continue going down the rabbit hole here, folks. Between LSU having an offensive line uh, recruit's dad get like $100,000 of embezzled hospital money to money in McDonald's bags at Tennessee to recruits who went to Georgia instead. So what are they getting? Like, come on, let's, let's be real here, all right? SEC stands for Southern Excessive Cheating. Let's be honest. We know it goes on. They literally have been proven to have bagmen. This should be like a five-year bull ban or something. But the NCAA is beyond toothless, so they're not going to do jack beyond slap them on the wrist. But it couldn't happen to a nicer fan base. Tennessee is the Michigan of the South. Totally irrelevant once the real programs around them got their stuff together, and they can't get any recruits, and then they talk about how awesome they were like in 1934. So good for them. I hope Clay Travis is thrilled about all the tarring and feathering he did on Greg Schiano. No, you bums are not getting Luke Fickle or anybody useful. You're probably not even going to get Tom Herman, who though he could probably save a lot of money on orange polos, is not coming to Tennessee while he sits and eats his buyout money. So, yeah, this is hilarious. And Tennessee can continue to be irrelevant forever. Great stuff, as always, from the people's champ, Matt Baxendale. You can catch his column every week. On Bucknuts each Sunday, it is the bucket. Thank you very much to Bax. Thank you to all listeners for tuning in to the show. Have a great day, Bucknutters.
Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.